Hey, breaking news, the Kansas City Chiefs have traded Alex Smith to the Washington Redskins, first reported by Therese Paler of the Kansas City Star. We will get to the details that we currently know, a lot of unknowns at this point. The trade will not be official until later. I'll tell you when that trade will be official. A lot to get into in this episode. This is going to be a fun ride, a jam-packed edition of the Chief Zone Podcast. Welcome into the podcast. I'm Farzine Vesugian. Great to have you guys listening to the podcast, no matter what day of the week it is. I, I've been... I've been promoting this podcast to come out on Thursdays, and now we're doing it Wednesdays. And I'm bringing this out a day early, of course, because of the Alex Smith trade uh, that has gone down on Tuesday evening. I'm recording this late Tuesday night, uh, and I've been trying to hold off for as long as I could just to see if I could gather any more details about this. Not a whole lot at the moment. So as of Wednesday morning, not a whole lot of details, but I'm sure we'll know a lot. Now, of course, I'll update you guys on the social media pages. You guys can stay in touch with me on Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com slash Farzin That is my Facebook page. Give it a like. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Farzin21. You guys can also email me, Farzin at FarzineVesugian.com. We'll talk about the Alex Smith trade, what it means for the Chiefs. We do know one thing. We do know that it involves a couple of picks and a player, according to one source out there. I'll tell you guys the details about that. Plus, some coaching changes with the Kansas City Chiefs on the defensive side of the football. Andy Reid did announce over the weekend that Bob Sutton will be staying on the football team and that he'll be calling the plays. Not a lot of Chiefs fans happy about that, but some changes still being made on the defensive side of the football. Uh, and that, that, that came out after this podcast was released. But now it's kind of a, a foregone uh, memory because of the breaking news with Alex with the first major offseason news. Uh, that's really gone down and again it cannot be official until a later date so we'll talk about that in just a moment also as always we will do our closing segments around the NFL out of bounds and I'm throwing one penalty flag and I'll just say who that penalty flag is going to later today it's going by a gentleman by the name of Alex Reamer (laughs) you guys may remember for those who have been listening for a very long time you guys have probably, you guys probably know of Alex Reamer at the latest. Alex Reamer and I both uh, podcasted on the same website over at thesportstuff.com. Uh, he and I have a bit of a history. He and I, I kind of have a back and forth beef. Uh, he'll, he'll probably not address it, and he is in no position to uh, address anything. Uh, I, I'm going to, I thought about how I was going to address this topic. Um... And by the way, I do know Alex does listen to this podcast, or at least follows me on social media. He's he's made references to this podcast, uh, so I assume he's he's suspended by WEEI. Uh, for what reason? If you haven't not heard, I'll explain later on. But uh, Alex, if you're listening to this, you might want to turn this off. I don't think you want to hear some of the things. I, I'm going to be professional about it, unlike you. But uh, look. Uh, he got what was coming, and I think it's important to to lay some details out there. For those who have been listening for a long time, you guys may remember some of his antics and some of the things he tried to do on the website. Uh, the the reaction that he's getting right now, he 100% deserves all of that, and I'll explain why in the penalty flag segment. It's going to be a lot of fun, trust me. Lots to talk about on this episode. Alex Smith traded. A lot of Chiefs fans essentially got their wish here. Now, as far as Pat Mahomes goes... 
we'll, we'll talk about that uh, in a different episode because there's a lot to get into with Pat Mahomes, and we've talked about this before. It's not like there's anything brand new with Mahomes. Uh, of course, Mahomes is going to be working with a thousand yard rusher, a thousand yard receiving tight end, or a thousand yard uh, receiving tight end, and a one thousand yard uh, wide receiver. So you've got three players who amassed 1,000 yards in 2017 and a guy who is essentially still a rookie quarterback going into 2018 only played one game last year this is going to be a, a, a this is pretty much the best situation a rookie quarterback could enter into because a lot of rookie quarterbacks who get drafted very high who have uh you know these high expectations they get drafted to a lot of bad football teams that are rebuilding from scratch. Pat Mahomes is not in that type of situation. He's just not. Now again, we'll get into all of that at a at a different time. But boy, uh, this this Alex Smith trade to Washington. A lot of people thought it could have been Denver. A lot of speculation this week that Akib Talib and Alex Smith there could have been a player swap there. Talib, of course, the former Jayhawk, uh, has played for a few different teams. In the NFL, the Buccaneers, the Patriots, and the Broncos. He's been very successful wherever he's gone, but it's kind of been a knucklehead too. So that's another thing you have to deal with, uh, with Tlaib. But the Chiefs not going to be dealing with him, at least right now for now. You never know if something else could be uh, another possibility down the road. Maybe he could come to KC. But for right now, uh, that trade will not be happening. Uh, a couple of you guys did ask me if the Chiefs would ever consider sending Alex Smith to Denver. And I said, look... Andy Reid was in Philadelphia when Donovan McNabb was traded to the Washington Redskins. I said it was doubtful, but you never say never in these situations, even though it just really seems obvious that you would not. Here's the thing with Alex Smith. If you were to trade him to the Broncos for Aqib Tlaib, it's just unusual to make such a trade like that. You, If you're the Broncos, you've got to understand that maybe Aqib Tlaib goes to Kansas City and just plays lights out and it would really hurt uh, the Broncos from a division standpoint. From a Chiefs perspective, you also have to understand that if you trade Alex Smith, a guy who plays a more prominent position, to a division rival, that if Alex Smith continues to play the way he did, maybe, and if he does it on a consistent basis too, maybe then he... Helps the Broncos in the division, and it's going to be a setback for the Chiefs. It's a very risky move. At one point, the Redskins did lead the NFC East with McNabb, but that did not last very long. So uh, a lot of people thought that could have been a legitimate possibility, but nope, not the case. Instead, he's going to the Washington Redskins, not a team that a lot of Chiefs fans thought Alex Smith was going to go to. The, The Redskins... Uh, by far were, were an under-the-radar team. And I, and I don't want to go too much into this because I don't know how much you guys really care about this. So I'm not going to go into detail. What I what I can say about this is from a Redskins standpoint, they have zero confidence that they will be bringing back Kirk Cousins. And I don't know what it, what's going on with the Redskins and Kirk Cousins. Uh, look, uh, the Redskins, I think, are pretty fortunate here because they're getting a player that they obviously wanted in Alex Smith. They drafted RG3. Phenomenal rookie season, but things went downhill after that playoff injury that he suffered. Now, luckily, they got a guy in the same draft class, Kirk Cousins, who played very well for a couple of years. 
but they're not confident he's coming back. Well, guess what? They get another Pro Bowl quarterback, and that's Alex Smith. So hopefully, coming off the best year of his career, the Kansas City Chiefs are able to get something out of him. Now, looking at Ian Rappaport, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, the Chiefs are going to be getting draft picks and a player. I said draft picks, plural. Uh, Just reading uh, Rapp's tweet here. So that is very interesting. The Redskins have the 13th overall pick in the first round. And as far as players go, this is going to be interesting. Uh, it, It says a player. So I assume there are two draft picks involved and one player. That's That's going to be my guess here. Then again, I guess we should not assume anything because nobody ever assumed that Alex Smith would end up in Washington. Uh, by the way, uh, this I, I just got from from a Bleacher Report. Uh, they are sourcing Adam Schefter on this. The Redskins have already extended Alex Smith uh, to a uh, four-year extension. So already moves are being made. I don't – just for two seconds, if I can uh, t- touch on this, I have no idea how this works because – Players are not necessarily allowed to negotiate. Like I, I mentioned earlier, I would tell you guys today, this trade cannot be official until March the 14th at 3 p.m. Alex Smith is currently a Kansas City Chief right now. And I guess they verbally agreed to a four-year extension. I'm not quite sure uh, how this all works. Because you see this a lot with free agent players before the negotiating period and before free agency officially begins the new league year begins you already see these players negotiating and already agreeing to deals before free agency officially kicks off and I'm not quite sure what the rule is on that the Kansas City Chiefs were busted for tampering when they acquired Jeremy Macklin and the evidence for that was very minimal and no one really knows the details behind that or as to why the Chiefs were caught the way they were. So now they're saying, as Schefter is now tweeting, that the Chiefs are expected to get a second round pick from the Redskins and, quote, possibly more. So what we do know is that a second round pick on the way, as far as players go, looking at the Redskins, I uh, had a couple of pro-, pro bowlers this year, offensive linemen, Trent Williams and Brandon Sheriff. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be getting any of those guys. Maybe linebacker Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, A lot of people also hoping for Zach Brown and Josh Norman. Both of them alternates on defense. Zach Brown, a linebacker, and Josh Norman, a cornerback. Josh Norman, of course, had a phenomenal uh, campaign with the Carolina Panthers. Unable to come to terms with them in terms of staying there. So instead, he moved on. To the Washington Redskins. However, if the Chiefs are getting a second round pick, I don't know what are the realistic chances of the Chiefs acquiring a player out of this. A Pro Bowl player, like a Josh Norman or a Ryan Kerrigan. I've I've already asked guys on the Facebook page, who do you guys want in return? And a lot of people are, are hoping that it's either Kerrigan or Norman. And I don't know... How confident I am if it's going to be one of those. If uh, Schefter is pretty confident that it's at least a second round pick. And again, he's saying possibly more. uh, Which uh, that I I definitely 
I definitely agree. I, I, I would not doubt that. So a lot of details still coming in. By the way, this uh, news broke uh, during Donald Trump's State of the Union speech. Larry Johnson, former Chiefs running back, wrote LMFAOOO. We went from the State of the Union to the State of the Chiefs, and I'm not even mad. Hashtag Alex Smith. Uh, so a funny tweet from Larry Johnson. Uh, but but no, I, I, this is kind of interesting. The Chiefs, by the way, this really helps them out in the long run too because when you talk about what they get out of this, obviously we mentioned multiple draft picks on the way, but... The Chiefs, they're going to be freeing up a lot of cap space. And to be specific, $17 million. Alex Smith was set to make $20.6 million for the Chiefs in 2018. And the Chiefs were able to free up $17 million. Uh, This was Alex Smith's final year uh, under contract with the Chiefs. And of course... Uh, reports say that he has extended a new deal with the Redskins, a four-year extension already. And again, all of this likely to be official on March the 14th. You guys may remember, the Chiefs and the 49ers, back when Alex Smith was with the 49ers, they already agreed to a deal to send Alex Smith for a second-round pick and possibly another pick, either a third-round pick or a second-round pick, depending on Smith's 2013 performance that year. It ended up being two second-round picks. But uh, the the trade was official about a day after free agency started. So eventually, this trade will be official. It may not be official right away, right on the dot on March the 14th at 3 p.m. And by the way, I know I'm going to be traveling a lot that month. So, uh, oh, actually, I just realized I am going to be flying back from Las Vegas uh, on that uh, on that date. So, uh I'm sure I'll be. Uh, I'm sure I'll learn some new details once I land in Kansas City. So that'll be interesting. But that is the uh, the detail. A lot of people, by the way, are uh, saying that they want a new defensive coordinator and a new defense in return and a new coach. So of course, you guys uh, having some fun with this, which is great. I, I love it. I, I, listen, uh, I, let me just say this about Alex Smith. Some frustrating moments, of course, here and there. Uh, but let's not forget what he was able to do. And this goes for me, too. I know how critical I have been about Alex Smith. But Alex Smith, he came into this team uh, with some uncertainty. And I think he was a little nervous, too, as to what was in store for him. He was on a football team where he suffered an injury. Colin Kaepernick took over and led the team to a Super Bowl while he had to watch from the sidelines. He comes over to Kansas City, a team that was coming off one of the worst seasons in NFL history, both on the field and off the field. And Andy Reid, of course, also coming off a bad year with the Eagles, was was fired, comes to Kansas City, and all of a sudden, you know, it, the Chiefs, they just needed a, a change. Andy Reid needed a change of scenery. Uh, Alex Smith needed a change of scenery. And what happens? They start off 9-0, and... It was the start of a lot of wins here in Kansas City. So uh, it was not always pretty with Alex Smith. And I think that the past two years, they're having a lot of frustrations. Even even when Alex Smith had a great year. Look, the 4,000 passing yards and uh, to, to have 1,000-yard uh, players at running back, tight end, and wide receiver were great. But given some of the bad games Alex Smith also had, those numbers could have been a lot higher too. And I think here in Kansas City... It's been for pretty much ages since this team has won a Super Bowl. A lot of people are at the point now where they just have absolute high standards and they want to see 
consistency with this team. And as great as Alex Smith was, that consistency was not there. But he gave us some great seasons here in Kansas City. 2013, of course, turned around a lot uh, with this football team. And, uh, you know, that was the first of five, five pretty good years. I think that's the best way to put it. There were some pretty good years here in Kansas City. And when you consider what the Chiefs went through before that, Damon Heward, Brody Croyle, Matt Castle, Quinn Gray, Casey Printers, Brady Quinn. Did I mention Matt Castle? I can't remember. I mean, there are so many players on that list. I can't even keep that straight. And the Chiefs finally got some consistency. And they had the same quarterback... Same primary quarterback for five consecutive seasons. A couple of times, Chase Daniel filled in. Nick Foles filled in for a game. Of course, going to be preparing for a Super Bowl this week, facing the Patriots on Sunday. But at the end of, end of the day, you, you you nowadays in the NFL, there are, patience is very, very low. Head coaches get fired within a year. Players don't, I mean, the, contracts are not honored anymore these days. They're really not. And for players, if you don't do well, there is, there's really no second chance anymore in this league. There really isn't. And with everything Alex Smith was able to do, he really delivered for five years. Definitely could have played better at times, but uh, boy, you ask a fan who wants to have the same quarterback for five years, not many fan bases would get that. If you just want to look at the AFC side of things, Okay, you've got Roethlisberger, you've got Brady, uh, Andy Dalton, even though he has yet to win a playoff game for the Bengals. Off the top of my head, I cannot think of another team that has had the same quarterback for a long time and has had success with with those quarterbacks. I know Ryan Tannehill, he's been in Miami for a while. He was injured this year, of course, but... Uh, I mean, he, he's been there for, for for a few years now. Blake Bortles, I uh, can't remember exactly what year he was drafted. But, hey, look, uh, he led his team to an AFC title game. And look who they fell to. They fell to the team that pretty much always makes the the Super Bowl, the New England Patriots. So for the, for the Jaguars to go that far, I mean, that's certainly good. But you don't have a lot of uh, great quarterbacks. Peyton Manning, yeah, he was in Denver for four years. But everyone knew that was just going to be a short-term solution. Good enough to win a Super Bowl, but as I've mentioned lately, when we talked about championship teams and we talked about some of the recent teams, Peyton Manning certainly was not the reason why the Broncos won a Super Bowl. But hey, uh, at the end of the day, and it worked out in the end, they did win a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning under center, regardless of if he was the reason for that or not. So you haven't had... Uh, a lot of teams, during the five years that Alex Smith has been with the Chiefs, there are not a lot of other quarterbacks out, out there in the AFC that have been with their team for as long as Smith has had had been. Outside of Roethlisberger and Brady, can't think of any others. Oh, and Andy Dalton. But again, we know Andy Dalton. Uh, look, they've done uh, good enough to get to the playoffs consistently. Past couple of years, not so much, but... Uh, I mean, Alex Smith, at the end of the day, has a playoff win. And the Chiefs won a lot more football games than the Bengals. Let's not forget about that either. Let me know your guys' thoughts on all of this. Facebook.com slash Farzine and Twitter.com slash Farzine21. Uh, a lot more to get into. Of course, I will update you guys on social media 
as it comes out. Uh, okay, here uh, some more details from Ian Rappaport, actually. Uh, the trade to the Redskins includes a 2018 third-round pick and a player to be named tomorrow. Sources say solid return regardless of who the player is. It's interesting because Schefter is saying it's a second-round pick. Actually, Schefter also provided an update on Twitter. I just switched it over to his timeline. And he is also updating his report that it's going to be a uh, a third-round pick. So uh, maybe he got different information and his source has probably told him uh, the uh, updated information. So uh, that may... And look, again, this trade's not official. Like, it's, it can't be official right now. So maybe these things change, but that is very unlikely. Uh, so the report now is... Third round pick, maybe one more, not for sure, but there's at least a player involved in all of this. So, going to be very interesting to see the details on that. Like I said, I'll update you guys on social media, facebook.com slash Vesugian and twitter.com slash farzine21. Uh, a couple of coaching changes for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, as we all know, uh, Andy Reid announced that he'll be the play caller. Eric Bieniemy promoted to offensive coordinator after Matt Nagy has moved on to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears and announced that Bob Sutton will be brought back as the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. A couple of other moves uh, earlier this offseason. As you guys know, Brad Childress, the assistant head coach and special projects coach uh, for the Chiefs, he's been let go. Or, excuse me, he is uh, retiring, rather. Uh, Tommy Brasher also a special projects coach for the Chiefs. Uh, he also said that he will be retiring. Uh, linebackers coach Gary Gibbs was also the defensive coordinator. He and Emmett Thomas, the defensive backs coach, were the only two coaches, the only two assistant coaches, I should say, who were retained in Kansas City when John Dorsey and Andy Reid came over. But Gary Gibbs, the linebackers coach, will not be returning to the Chiefs. Kind of a surprise because I thought he he had done a good job uh, during his time here in Kansas City under both head coaches. And I thought that, you know, given his experience as a defensive coordinator as well here in Kansas City, maybe he, he would stay long-term, but doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Some of the changes, Mike Kafka, former quarterback in the NFL, drafted by Andy Reid, he was promoted from offensive quality control coach to the quarterback's coach. So he's going to be working very closely with Pat Mahomes this offseason, Mark DeLeon promoted from assistant linebackers coach to inside linebackers coach. Mike Smith was promoted from assistant defensive line coach to outside linebackers coach. Corey Matthew moved from assistant quarterbacks coach to assistant offensive line coach. So switching positions there, kind of a similar role, just with uh, a different position group. Joe Blameyer promoted from offensive quality control to the pass game analyst slash assistant quarterbacks coach. Going to be working very closely with Kafka and Mahomes. And Terry Braden promoted from a defensive assistant spot to defensive quality control. And the Chiefs have hired two new coaches, Jay Valai as the defensive quality control coach and David Girardi as the offensive quality control coach. So, uh, a lot of changes being made uh, on both sides of the football, offensive and defensive. Uh, the Gary Gibbs one, definitely a surprise to me, but uh, I don't think a lot of people, it may not make the biggest difference at the end of the day. Uh, at the end of the day, hopefully 
with Bob Sutton as your defensive coordinator, you'll you'll be able to understand some of the issues and you know, just from our perspective, watching these games, I think so many people were shocked. Why aren't the Chiefs using Justin Houston the way he should be used as a pass rusher? And it's no accident that he got 22 sacks in 2014 when he has played a full season. So we know he's capable of amassing a lot of sacks in, in a single season. Almost broke the single season sack record. Uh, Tom Bahali didn't have a sack, but got to the quarterback a bit, uh, put some pressure, and was able to beat out offensive linemen. Still... Unsure if he's going to be back in Kansas City. D Ford is going to be owed a lot of money, as I mentioned earlier. And if the Chiefs part ways with him, they'll free up even more cap space following this Alex Smith trade to the Washington Redskins. Still very shocked. The Washington Redskins of all teams, and of course, the first major offseason move for the 2018 offseason when we're we saw a Super Bowl to play. But uh, the Kansas City Chiefs making headlines. Uh, this week, and it's definitely going to be getting uh, some discussion alongside the Super Bowl game that'll be taking place this week. Let me know your guys' thoughts on all of this. Facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian, Twitter.com slash Farzine21. Of course, the Super Bowl is this week. Uh, a lot of you guys, I know, are going to be watching. This is going to be very interesting to see with the ratings, considering all the drama this year with the, the protests and uh, Donald Trump and, and his commentary about the NFL and just the, the, the all the spark and all the reactions that drew. Going to be very interesting to see the ratings for this Super Bowl. But as far as this game goes, if, let me just first off say the, I mean, what's the mood like in Minnesota? Just from what I've been hearing, other than Alex Reamer all week, the, 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 the mood just seems like not many people are excited for this. Uh, we've heard this for some sporting events where maybe the hype isn't there for whatever reason. And in this case, you have the Patriots who are once again going to the Super Bowl and people are just expecting them to win. Uh, from what I have heard, there were a, the Patriots went first Monday night for media availability. And then there was, I guess, a half hour break. And then the Eagles came out for media availability and according to a lot of people that I've been listening on Sirius XM and a lot of other national uh, radio stations, ESPN, Fox Sports, uh, a lot of people are saying that there was at least like a 30% drop-off in media, in reporters, after the Patriots were done. Like, there weren't that many people uh, available, uh, or not many people, not, not many reporters they're asking questions for Eagles players. And I don't know if it's the fact that, you know, it's not Carson Wentz. It's a backup quarterback. And again, I'll say this. I've doubted the Eagles this entire postseason. And so has Vegas. So have a lot of people. So this is kind of an interesting situation. Do you continue to uh, pick the Patriots in which you are continuing to doubt the Patriots? Or do you give the the Eagles uh, the benefit of the doubt? Now, excuse me, I meant to say doubt the Eagles. Or do you give the Eagles the respect that they deserve, the benefit of the doubt? Look, listen, it's a Super Bowl, all right? Uh, both of them are great teams. They've gotten here for a reason. One team is going to win and one team is going to lose. Uh, it's just, do you pick against the Patriots who have done this over and over again? Or do you pick against the Eagles who have proved a lot of people wrong this postseason? I'll tell you right now, I'm going with the team that has done this on a consistent basis. The Eagles... They've just been proving people wrong for one postseason. A lot of people thought the Patriots were not going to beat the uh, the Rams a long time ago in their first Super Bowl win. Obviously, we're able to capture that. And I was listening to Tom Brady when he was 
given his uh, his media quotes, and he talked about he said something very interesting here, and it had to do with the fact that he was he talked about there are so many players on his team who are here for the first time, and they're kind of just basking in the moment, enjoying the the opportunity here. Whereas he's obviously been here many times, and this is old hat for him. I know a lot of people don't like the Patriots and don't like Tom Brady. And that goes for me. It has to do with jealousy, of course. I mean, hell, you go to the Super Bowl that many times. Like, why can't it be my team? I think that's what a lot of fans are asking. But appreciate it for what this is, too. Because I think if I, whenever Brady retires, he said that he will retire after he sucks. And he has shown no signs of that. He's had a couple of gaffes. Uh, 2014, of course, that was a horrible start for the Patriots, but they were able to get the wheels rolling. This year, same thing. Uh, got off to a slow start. Uh, the, the Chiefs of all teams uh, got the NFL started off uh, in a very unique way, uh, a way we've never seen before uh, or we don't see often on opening a night with, with the reigning champs. But, uh, I mean, I, as far as Brady goes, man, this is a uh, this is going to be a legend in the making. I mentioned whenever he retires. A couple of years after he retires, you know, two, three, four, five years after Brady retires, we're going to be without two great quarterbacks in Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Obviously, one of them have already retired. So, I I don't know how, how long we have Brady for in the NFL, but enjoy him while he's here because... You just don't get guys like this often. You see Brady's past. And you know, late round pick was pretty much expected to be cut. It's funny because uh, I remember... I can't remember when this was. I think this was when the new Madden game was released. Madden 18. Uh, so around August, September. They were showing Madden ratings for Tom Brady. His first year in the NFL. And it was like a 58 or something. Something very low. Which showed you. I mean this was a guy that nobody expected to be in the NFL for a very long time. He is going. I mean he is possibly going to win his 6th Super Bowl. Has appeared in 2 other Super Bowls. Uh, just the the uh, list of accomplishments. And I know he's been surrounded by controversy with Spygate, Deflategate. Uh, but look, I'm sure the NFL has done their due diligence in making sure that these things are not being repeated. At the end of the day, he has gone to the Super Bowl so many times. He's already won five. He lost two others to the same team. He's getting ready for his eighth Super Bowl since 2001. You just don't hear that often. Eighth eighth championship appearance since 2001. I know, I know, we're jealous and we're not really excited for this. But this is also a legend in the making. Uh, I was very young when Michael Jordan was dominating and taking names on the court in the 90s. I, I was not a sports fan at the time. And, I mean, I've shared the story before. I understand my family coming from Iran. I mean, we're not not too familiar with American sports. So, uh, didn't even have the chance to really uh, get familiar with it at the time. So, I'm appreciating Tom Brady for what he's done in the NFL. Because I never got to watch and appreciate Michael Jordan. I never got to watch and appreciate Larry Bird or 
Wayne Gretzky, some of these other great players who we have seen come and go over the years. And realistically, I think Brady, this could be his last one uh, in that documentary, uh, Tom versus Time. Uh, I, I think there's like some sort of scene, and I haven't seen the uh, documentary yet. I know that's been making the rounds, which I'll I'll get to later for for wrong reasons. But uh, I guess in, at some point in the documentary, uh, which is released on Tom Brady's Facebook page, and every other day, I guess there's a new episode. Uh, Giselle Bunchen, who is Tom Brady's wife, supermodel wife, she has asked Tom to retire multiple times, and you've got to consider that as a family man with kids and a wife. Uh, something that he's got, to, he's probably had been considering for a while. So maybe this Super Bowl, especially if he wins, could be his final game in the NFL. So definitely appreciate Tom Brady for what he's been able to do because we may not get another Tom Brady for a very, very long time. And if it happens to be the team you're rooting for, if Pat Mahomes somehow becomes the next Tom Brady, or if a Chiefs quarterback that's drafted in five years becomes the next Tom Brady, or whoever it might be. Sure, you know, the jealousy will kick in, and that's normal for sports fans. But always appreciate it, because you're going to tell your kids about this one day. I mean, for those who collect uh, 8x10 autographs or, or football cards, uh, you definitely want to keep the, the guys that you remembered the most. Guys who have this legendary legacy, like Tom Brady. And you just don't get guys like these a whole lot. So definitely appreciate it. For the time being. As far as how I think that game will go down. Listen. uh, This is a team with experience in the Patriots. Versus a team like the Eagles. That don't have a lot of experience. But I don't think it's going to be as one-sided. As a lot of people think. Here's an important stat to keep in mind. The Patriots and the Eagles. Tied first in the NFL this year. In point differential. So that just shows you. That's probably the biggest reason why these two teams or where they are, regardless of who the quarterback is for the Eagles. I think their defense has a lot to do with it. Now, I think Tom Brady's going to have an easy time against this Eagles defense. Maybe maybe he'll have a one or two really bad drives, maybe a pick or two in this football game. But I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park for Tom Brady by all means. As for the Eagles, listen, Nick Foles, I know this is going to be his first time under the big lights, the big stage. But this is a guy who I think can, I, I think he can do some damage. This is not a very intimidating Patriots defense. This is a defense that a lot of quarterbacks were able to find success against. It's just at the end of the day, Tom Brady has been able to win games coming down to the wire in close games like this or even tied up and found a way every single time uh, to help the Patriots finish out on top. And this is why he's always been Labeled as one of the best because even in these, even when he has a four touchdown game, he'll, he'll if the game's tied, he'll do whatever he needs to do to get a fifth touchdown because four is not going to be enough to win. Maybe for a lot of quarterbacks out there, four four touchdowns sounds great, but Brady's always got to do what he needs to do. If he needs one touchdown to win, he'll, I mean, sure he'll get that one touchdown. He needs two, two, five, he'll get five. That's why he's always been great, and I think that's why. Uh, and again, that I think is going to be closer than people think. I think the Patriots are going to come away, and I think in the fourth quarter, you're, it's going to be a close back-and-forth game, but I think the Patriots are going to pull away late in this game. I've got the Patriots winning this game, the Super Bowl, final game of the year. 31-21, my score prediction. 
Last detail on the Alex Smith and Washington Redskins trade before we close out the show. Adam Schefter is reporting that the Redskins and Kirk Cousins... Well, you know what? I'll say that in just a minute. I'll say he, this is very interesting. Multiple teams, uh, as many as six, expressed some form of interest to Kansas City about trading for quarterback Alex Smith. Kansas City was listening to offers from other teams on Tuesday morning. Now, you've got to imagine, six teams, one of them got Alex Smith, five of them didn't. Guess who those five are going to be calling up? Kirk Cousins' agent. That's who's going to be getting the phone call this week from five other teams, maybe even more. So definitely going to be a very interesting offseason for Kirk Cousins. First quarterback ever to receive the franchise tag twice and now is going to be getting offers from a lot of other teams out there. A lot of head coaching changes too. Uh, and that's going to be very interesting to see uh, how many of these new coaches are going to try to go after Kirk Cousins to try to better their franchise and try to get off to a better start. So definitely going to be very interesting to watch later on. Time to wrap up the show. Let's go around the NFL. I guess this is a great place to start since we just talked about this. As I mentioned, Kirk Cousins going to be a free agent this year. Not going to return to the Washington Redskins. Now, something that I was about to say, and I wanted to save it for this segment. Adam Schefter is reporting that the Redskins and Kirk Cousins have had no contact since the end of the regular season. And this kind of communication seems to be nor it seems to be normal for these two parties, and that, that's bad. If you want to talk about having a quarterback long term, instead the Redskins went after a veteran and already giving him a four year extension, just kind of pushing off Kirk Cousins to the curb, saying, "All right, we're going to go with an aging veteran here." Oh, and not only that, we're going to give him these four years. Go sign somewhere else shows you that maybe the Redskins had been eyeing Alex Smith for a very long time. Maybe they had plans of moving on from him. I don't know. Uh, I do worry about Kirk Cousins and how he's going to handle all of these negotiations. He and his agent moving forward. If if the Redskins didn't have an easy time with it, maybe it'll be difficult for other teams. And I, I kind of just have the feeling that maybe Kirk Cousins, he'll get a lot of interest right away. But I don't know if he signs as soon as free agency begins. I think he could be that player that could be on the market for a while. And as we get closer to draft time, hey, you've got to sign with somebody. Otherwise, teams are going to go after someone in the draft and your value is going to go way down. You're not going to be able to make as much money. So hopefully not the case for Kirk Cousins going into this offseason. One other thing I do want to discuss, speaking of... Legendary statuses, legacies, dynasties, all these good things with the Patriots. As you may remember, the last big Patriots coaching trio together, head coach, offensive and defensive coordinators that they had, Bill Belichick, Romeo Cornell, the defensive coordinator, and Charlie Weiss, the offensive coordinator. Weiss, of course, was the offensive coordinator in Kansas City and the head coach of the Kansas Jayhawks, Romeo Cornell, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, and was eventually promoted to head coach here in Kansas City. But wherever these guys have gone, and the same thing with Josh McDaniels and uh, Eric Mangini, several other assistants uh, who coach under Belichick, 
during those three of uh, four Super uh, Super Bowls that they won in the in four years, they didn't have a lot of success. And I bring that up because Josh McDaniels is going to be getting a second chance as a head coach after returning to New England, a failed stint in Denver, and it was the Kansas City Chiefs who chased him out. Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator, he's also going to be getting an opportunity as the head coach of the Lions. McDaniel is going to be going to the Indianapolis Colts. I'm intrigued by this. Let's just watch this closely because I'm always intrigued to see how some of these former Chiefs are going to do. Uh, We talked about that in a recent podcast. Uh, A lot of former Chiefs who are going to be taking head coaching jobs in new places. And Todd Haley going to be an offensive coordinator for a different football team with the Browns. Uh, the Patriots are, are always going to be an interesting team because they have created something very special over these last 20 years that not many other teams have been able to do. Many teams have tried to replicate that, the Chiefs being one of them, uh, and it worked. It worked briefly when they had Romeo Cornell and Charlie Weiss as the coordinators, but uh, after those guys left, uh, that, that seemed to be a sinking ship, and we all know what happened after that. Uh, But a lot of teams have tried to go about the Patriot way, and it just has not worked. A lot of these assistants, they've moved on to other places, and they have tried to build some sort of of, of a Patriot way in their own version after serving under Bill Belichick, and it just has not worked. I'm intrigued to see how Matt Patricia is going to do, as well as Josh McDaniels in his second opportunity as a head coach. Definitely something worth keeping an eye on for 2018. Let's go out of bounds. Last week I talked about the Kansas Jayhawks dropping a game to the Oklahoma Sooners. After this podcast came out last week, you won't believe what one KU fan did. I talked about this on Facebook and Twitter. There was a KU fan. Now, reports are he's not a student. But a KU fan showed up to the dorm where the KU basketball players stay. It's right next to Allen Fieldhouse, if I'm not mistaken. This fan approached KU players and wanted to give them free throw advice. And I got the Bleacher Report notification for this, and I thought this was a joke. So I started looking online. I see articles written on ESPN and for the Lawrence Journal World. And it was funny how they wrote this up. Whoever wrote this up for their respective media outlets, they had fun writing this up. You could tell this is one of those fun, funny stories that they had a good time putting together. Basically, the story is the guy goes over to, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the of the uh, dormitory, but they, they approach the players and they want to offer free throw advice because this was the game where uh, Adu- uh, Yudoka Azubuki, he went 0 for 6 or 0 for 8 from the free throw line. Couldn't, it pretty much was in Shaquille O'Neal mode the entire time at the stripe and couldn't hit anything. And that was a big reason why the Jayhawks lost to the Sooners and allowed a big comeback on the road in Norman. Now, it turns out that they were letting him know that they're calling the police, so he got away with it. Uh, police did show up. No arrest happened. He was nowhere to be found. Now, look, it's not like he, he, he was committing a crime. He was just... He was pretty much pissing off the players after a loss. Uh, That's what he was doing. But uh, it was funny how these reports were written up by the media. Uh, He uh, shows up and he gets away is basically the report. But they've got to meet their word minimum requirement. 
So they basically recap the game and talk about how Azubuki uh, could not make a free throw against the Sooners. So I thought that was very interesting how they put that together for uh, the LJ World and for ESPN.com. One other thing I do want to talk about. I have mentioned on the show, well, guilty pleasure here. I'm a Big Brother fan, but I haven't really enjoyed the show lately because it's been terrible lately. Uh, guys don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to play. Uh, they're pretty much out there for social media followers, trying to gain as many of those as they can. This season, I'm actually excited for it. They're doing Celebrity Big Brother, and the cast is actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So here are a couple of guys. Ross Matthews, uh, who has contributed to late night shows and is a host. Absolutely hilarious guy. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him in uh, Celebrity Big Brother. They also have Ron Artest, Metal World Peace, whatever the hell you want to call him. And in his intro video, hey, all of these celebrities are introducing themselves in, in an individual video. And they also say what they are known for. Ron Artest claims that he is known for being the best wing defender in NBA history. Like it's like there's a hall of like there's a spot in the Hall of Fame for Ron Artest just for that. And maybe there is, I don't know. But uh, you could even just tell in the inflection in his voice, like uh, like, like like this is this is he knows it's a silly thing, and he knows why he's going on Big Brother. Here's my favorite one, Chuck Liddell. My favorite UFC fighter of all time. You guys know I'm a huge UFC fan. And Chuck Liddell, uh, listen, uh, Ron Artest and Chuck Liddell, I hope they go at it, man. Uh, here's, here's the other thing, too. Like, if you're in the Big Brother house, you don't want to mess with the UFC fighter. Uh, you want to work with the guy in the end. Uh, it, 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 there's always drama in that house. And I'm actually very excited that they are putting celebrities in there because I actually think they're going to do better than the normal Joe, the, I mean, the the, 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 the normal person, average person, because uh, those guys have been boring lately. So, hey, let's change things up and let's go out there and put up some celebrities who are big fans of the show. Uh, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, it, it should be interesting to see this year. Starting very soon, which I did not realize. So, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to seeing Chuck Liddell. For sure, the guy who I'm rooting for. They're all, they also have the um, Miss Columbia from a couple years ago. She was part of the Steve Harvey gaffe. She was incorrectly crowned as Miss Universe. Uh, they also picked her. I mean, like that, that's that's the only reason she's getting this, because she was incorrectly uh, crowned Miss Universe. So if she got anything out of that, it's a uh, it's a trip to the Big Brother house. Uh, several, several others... Uh, but uh, who knows? Could be a good thing. Maybe uh, entertaining TV. We'll see. All right, final segment of the show. I've got only one penalty flag. You guys already know who I'm throwing it at. So let's go ahead and start it. All right, for those who don't know, uh, or if you do know, you probably don't know all of the details. There are a lot of moving parts to this and a lot of things that are not explained. And by the way, I love discussing topics like this because I think in media, we, we are, we, I, listen, we love listening to sports news, whether it's it's through our phones, on the radio, on TV, or if we, we love to read about it on, uh, you know, through a newspaper, magazine, on, online. Uh, there are so many ways we consume news nowadays, especially sports news. And, uh, you know, I think we're owed, uh, as consumers, as guys, as people who listen or read material, uh, to get get things in a professional manner. 
people are paid in this industry to work for the media, and they've got to do it in a professional way. A lot of these people went to school for communications or journalism, and they should know how to act. But unfortunately, not a lot of people know. And someone who I have some familiarity with, he and I know each other, uh, not on a very personal level, but we, we, we both used to podcast on the same website. His name is Alex Reamer. Uh, and we both podcasted on the sportsstuff.com. I'll get into that later. Uh, this guy, I'm gonna be, I want to be on this topic for a few minutes. This, <laughs> there's some good stuff here to discuss, and I think you guys are gonna be very shocked. Like Alex has a lot of talent. I, I'll just say that right now. But the guy just threw it down the drain, and I'm gonna compare him to a professional athlete that I would personally never want to be compared to. But as far as Alex goes, uh, he is a part-time employee. For WEEI, one of the biggest radio stations in the country, and that is in Boston. Uh, WEEI, uh, very similar to 610 Sports, they've got part-time employees who will be hosts or co-hosts during the evening uh, when they don't have as many listeners. They're not the main guys of the radio station. So Alex Dreamer and his co-host, they were recapping Tom vs. Time, which is a documentary uh, series about Tom Brady that is being published on his Facebook page. And Alex Reamer was asked, hey, what do you think of, what did you think of that documentary? And he, he goes, oh, I thought it was fine. Which, first of all, that's boring radio. I mean, that's that's the answer you're going to give? Oh, fine. And so the co-host challenges him, really, just just fine? That That's all you have to say about it? Uh, I mean, you're in New England. It's Super Bowl week, uh, or Super Bowl week is coming up, rather. This was on last Thursday. Keep that in mind. Uh, so Alex was asked about it and said, all right, here's my full opinion. Here's the audio. If you haven't heard this and, and if you guys do have some young ones around, uh, might, might want to keep them away from, uh, what's, what's being about said. There is, uh, kind of an explicit word in there. I mean, it's not like FCC violation. Uh, I know ABC has censored that word out, but just figured I'd give a heads up for those who are sensitive about that. If you have children around, uh, here's what Alex said. Uh, the, his first reaction to uh, Tom Brady's documentary. All right, I thought the first scene was so staged, where Brady's like in the kitchen, his kids being an annoying little pissant. Okay, so this uh, ch- child of Tom Brady's, who he's mouthing off to, uh, is a five-year-old named Vivian. Which this is how five-year-olds act. I acted this way. You all acted this way. Alex acted this way, but. Uh, apparently when Alex watches a, a video of a five-year-old, he, I, I guess he has some expectation that they should be mature and angel. I mean, come on. Uh, I, I, I've done a lot of stupid crap when I was five years old. I was probably annoying the hell out of my parents. Why do you feel the need to, to attack? First of all, the word pissant. It's funny because I've listened to, uh, and I'll get to the national response because every single talk station is talking about this. Uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny when I say this. When I heard the word pissant, I thought we were talking about, like, urinating on insects. But instead, it turns out Reamer is urinating on his own career right now because this guy is in a lot of hot water. Uh, the national reaction is like, what, what does that word even mean? Uh, basically, it just means insignificant. So he's mouthing off to Brady about Brady's daughter. Tom Brady found out about this. Tom Brady does exclusive interviews with WEI on Monday... Uh, on Monday mornings, he is under contract to do so, and he's obviously getting paid for it. 
similar to when Bill Self goes to the Salty Iguana uh, each week to do his radio show, when Ned Yost appears on 610 Sports Radio, I believe, on Wednesdays uh, with Bob Fesco in the morning. So, uh, Alex Dreamer uh, making a very ridiculous, attacking a child. Oh, and by the way, that child's daughter, uh, or that child's father, excuse me, she comes on your own radio station. So, there's already some damage with the relationship. Listen to Tom Brady. You know, I don't, um, I, yeah, I do want to say something. I mean, I don't want to get into the documentary much, but I did, you know, I, Stacey had told me that someone had made a comment about my daughter or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah, you, um, Tom, we were just talking about it. It was Alex Reamer and you are, you can, we, Jerry and I talked about it Friday. It was stupid to say. We destroyed him for saying it. You, you can say whatever you like. Go ahead. Okay, first of all, uh, like, why are you interrupting him? You know he's pissed off if he's already addressing this. So don't interrupt him. Uh, and the other thing, you did notice kind of an audio error there. I could not find the full audio for this, but the, the co-hosts are actually calling Alex, like his own colleagues. They're calling him, uh, his mistake rather, a stupid ass mistake. Uh, anyway, uh, Tom Brady hears that and he continues. Well, I think that, um, you know, I've tried to come on this show for many years with, um, and showed you guys a lot of respect. Um, I've always tried to come on and, you know, do a good job for you guys. So, um, you know, it's very disappointing when you hear that, certainly with my daughter or any child. Um, you know, they certainly don't deserve that. So, oh, no, no, Tom, uh, no, no, no question. As, yeah, as I so said, Jerry, Jerry and I yeah. talked about it on Friday. Stupid thing to say. He was suspended for it. He should be. There are certain things I think you understand. As a professional athlete, you're going to be criticized for what you do or on or off the field as an individual. But for a kid to be criticized is is unbelievably stupid. There's There's no defense for it. Yeah, so... Um, I'll obviously evaluate whether I want to come on this show again. So I, I really don't have much to say this morning. That's fine. Um, I understand. So That's totally fine. I will. Uh, maybe I'll speak with you guys uh, some other time. Absolutely I'll fine. Probably, we understand. All right, Tom. Thanks. You too. I love the dial tone in the end. Like Tom Brady did not want to hear it. He immediately hung up. Now, I don't know if Brady was aware who made the comment specifically? It seemed like he was confused as to whether it was Kirk and Callahan, the two co-hosts you heard, uh, continuously over uh, talking over him. Yeah, keep doing that. Great stuff. Um, and by the way, I don't know what it is with these W-E-E-I guys. Because uh, I, I, I was actually listening to the station just to see how they would avoid the subject. They actually have addressed it. And I've been listening uh, uh, quite a bit on Monday and Tuesday on the Super Bowl week, where a team from their own city is getting ready to play in the biggest game of the year, the only thing they're discussing on their show, with the exception of one or two guests, they're addressing Alex Rumor, and they're all bashing him, too. Which, I mean, look, uh, having worked at 610, if something like that happened there, uh, just knowing those guys in the work environment and the standards, I they certainly would not be bashing uh, their colleague, even if he made a hor- horrible comment like that. Uh, like how Alex Bremer did. But, uh, boy, they did not avoid this. They uh, they they t- took it on, and lots of people called in wanting to complain about this. So, this happened on Thursday. He co-hosted on Friday, and nobody was aware that he had made the comment late Thursday night. 
And he apparently texted uh, an employer, uh, a colleague at uh, WEEI saying, hey, I, this is what I said. I shouldn't have said it, which he realizes a day and a half later. And then uh, uh, they suspend him, yet they still sent him to Minnesota. But when Tom Brady, Minnesota to cover the Super Bowl uh, for Super Bowl week. When Tom Brady made this complaint on the air, it got national attention. Every single radio host, I heard it on 610, I heard it on 810, heard on KMBZ. I was trying to get away from this topic, so I'm listening to uh, uh, like national radio, like ESPN radio, um, Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports, uh, Dan Patrick, uh, listening to Sirius XM, Luke Thomas. Just wherever I changed my radio station to, this is what's being discussed. Early this week, uh, which is, I mean, this is—it's funny because I, I decided to listen to the full audio uh, for a little bit, and Alex Dreamer talked about, oh, well, here are the storylines for uh, for Super Bowl week. Well, buddy, you're one of them. Congrats, you made it. Um, now, look, I, I, I'm not for uh, kicking someone when they're down. Because these WEEI guys, and again, I don't know what's going on. Uh, the early morning hosts and the afternoon host, they are like attacking each other. Like they hate each other. I don't I don't know what kind of work environment goes on in this WEEI place where they attack one another. They attack children. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I've just never, I, I, I don't know. Uh, just not a place I would want to work. But uh, this is um, this is just uncalled for. And again, like I said, I've heard this everywhere, uh, and I have this thing, this weird thing where I wake up randomly in the middle of the night, and so I'll turn on music or I'll turn on the radio, have it on next to me, and just fall back asleep. Uh, so uh, I decided to turn on the radio. Uh, I have Fox Sports. Guess what's the, what they're talking about at 2 a.m. Central Standard Time? They're talking about Alex Reamer. <laughs> like, I've already heard this. Uh, give me like Super Bowl talk for me to sleep to, to fall asleep. Now look, I mean they talk about Alex Streamer. I had no problems falling asleep on that. I went to bed right away. Great stuff. Uh, but no, no seriousness. Uh, listen, uh, I've I've worked with Alex. Well, I've never I didn't work with him. I listened to his podcast. I liked his work. I thought it was cool. I learned about his background at eleven or twelve. You guys are gonna be shocked by this. At eleven or twelve. He was featured on the Today Show and the Tonight Show. He was a guest on Jay Leno. Now, he had made fun of uh, somebody's weight when he was on Leno. And they didn't seem to appreciate that on the spot there. Uh, He also said uh, uh, steroids were good for business for baseball, which I thought was interesting. But hey, kids say the darnest thing. What do you know? Uh, And listen, I mean, as far as uh, my beef and uh, Alex and I, his beef with me. Uh, I basically said that the Patriots were in no way going to go 19-0 in 2007, and he was offended by that. Uh, he called up my podcast back when I had the phone lines. For you longtime listeners, you guys know about that. Uh, I mean, gosh, he, he, he got really sensitive about this subject. Uh, and he was podcasting on a different website, which, by the way, we, we all managed to do way better than that website. It got shut down. Alex decided to follow all of us to thesportsstuff.com, which is run by Dylan Richardson. Shout out to him. Good stuff from Dylan. Uh, he and I still keep in touch. But he I'm not shocked he made this comment. He had made a lot of these comments over the years, and he finally got called out on, on, on these things. Uh, one, I'll just give you one example. He had mentioned that uh, 
a, a certain Red Sox player should avoid Kansas City for free agency because he felt like uh, if that player were to come here, he would be surrounded by Hicks. His words, not mine. That is what Alex Rumor said about Kansas City. And that you cannot... First of all, you, you call a child insignificant. You, you call her a pissant. Uh, and, and not only that, you damage the relationship with your station uh, and, and Tom Brady. Uh, look, if that station loses Tom Brady over a stupid, horrible comment, this guy's gone. Like, who the hell is going to give this guy a job, especially in the Boston area? I just don't see it happening. Uh, people are saying that this guy's public enemy number one in Boston right now. Like, everybody hates this guy. And listen, I, I as someone who has familiarity on a bit of a personal level with Alex, I, I looked up his, his uh, social media and I looked at his mentions. The guy was, on Monday, he was averaging at least 8 to 10 uh, messages, uh, 8 to 10 tweets per minute. Again, for all the wrong reasons. I mean, and I'll get to his silence soon, but uh, this is a guy who is very brash, very outspoken, and he'll say whatever he needs to. There was a columnist who um, who spoke out about him. I guess this columnist, uh, he and Alex both at some point came out admitting they're gay, and so they have a podcast called Two Outs. I don't know how popular it is or what it is, but it's a unique perspective on sports from two uh, two gay people. Uh, and Alex won a Boston Spirit Award for his uh, for his courage, and he has that tweet pinned. And now people are attacking him for that. Not 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 that he's gay, but the fact that look he he can't use that as a shield that you know he that, that he could pos- because from what I understand, Alex has has mentioned that a little too much to, to the point it's gotten annoying in Boston. So. Here's this guy making this comment about a five-year-old girl, which is a cowardly thing to do. Um, and, and I'm not shocked he did this because he, like I just mentioned with the Hick comment, he's done this for years, and he finally got called out on this. I don't know uh, who this guy is in Boston. If you guys, and I know we've got some some uh, listeners from the Boston area, but there's a uh, a sports media person in Boston. Who uh, lit him up on Twitter. Uh, I can't find the tweet. I don't have it in front of me. But the, the guy was basically... He's a hes a media person. He does some Bruins Celtics work in Boston. And said that he's getting what he deserved. And he's finally showing his true colors. Which makes me wonder. What has Alex done to piss off so many people in Boston? Uh, sports media people. People who you should be establishing a positive relationship with. So here's a 24-year-old Alex Reamer, doesn't know how to professionally conduct himself on the radio. Doesn't apparently he has burned bridges in Boston with with other sports media members. Uh, a lot of a lot of you guys have listened to me over the years, and you guys have said that you guys want to get involved in sports media because you guys love the way how I do it, and you guys, uh, I guess, have inspired some people, which is cool. I love getting comments like that. I and I appreciate when people tell me that. If you guys want to get involved in this industry, do not attack people personally or their families. Attack their actions, not them personally. There are exceptions to family members. Uh, when Alex Smith's wife was angry about the critics about her husband, uh, she basically 
lash out on Twitter. Kelly Stafford, Matthew Stafford's wife, she lashed out on Lions fans saying they weren't true fans. When they make comments like that, they are they're open they're available to be criticized. And again, not attacked personally. There's a difference. Alex Reamer just attacked a five-year-old, a, a poor, adorable five-year-old girl who all she did was try to get her dad's attention. And I don't know if Alex ever wants to be a father or what his, I mean, if he ever wants to. He's obviously not a parent, otherwise he would have never made this comment, uh, which is a shame. I'm sure his family's ashamed of him for that, but... Uh, man, um, this is, uh, this is horrible. Like, who says that? There have been a lot of stupid things said by, by people in the media. And listen, I, 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 my biggest mistake was, uh, when I was writing about Javon Belcher, uh, and what he did, I'm at the end of the, uh, my article, I wrote the hardest thing about this is that the chiefs players have a game the next day. I completely misspoke. It was a stupid, uh, sentence on my part. Uh, people understood what I was trying to say and that I didn't mean it that way. I certainly wasn't attacking the situation. I was not making fun of it or making light of any of it. Uh, I misspoke and I've apologized for that many times. I was not doing the podcast at the time, but, uh, people make mistakes and I certainly have made my own. I have never attacked a child. Alex Reamer has. And by the way, Alex Reamer, like I mentioned, this is actually his third time being suspended by WEEI. His first time, he mentioned uh, the first and last name, the full name of an ex. I don't know if this would be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I, I don't know when he came out, but uh, he mentioned the full name. of. Why are you bringing up your ex on the radio? Leave that personal laundry somewhere else. Listen, Radio station listeners don't care for that. Second strike he got, I guess he threatened to reveal information about a colleague's alcohol problem. That is a very, I mean, that's a serious thing. People should never even be at that point. But if someone is, don't threaten to reveal their personal life like that. Instead, help them. And Alex got suspended for that. Now he's suspended for, like, now this is, now you pissed off one of the best players ever in NFL history. And you damage your relationship with that player in your station. Now, Tom Brady's come out and said, I hope he's not fired. That's just Tom Brady being a class act guy. And by the way, when I played that audio of him, you could tell from the inflection in his voice that he was really sad. Like, I've never heard Tom Brady like that before. We've all heard him many times. Sometimes he'll just laugh at you and not give you the answer you want. But man, uh, you talk about Tom Brady being open, and Tom Brady's not an open guy. That exclusive interview he does with WEEI, that's as open as he will ever be because he's established a rapport with Kirk and Callahan, uh, who, by the way, are pretty much acting like reality TV stars in all of this. They, like they're 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 really glowing in this moment, which is weird. But um, this is nothing to be proud of with the station. Now, let me just say this: all of the hosts on that station have bashed him. Like this guy's this guy's got no friends, and Alex Rumor, that is. Nobody's defending him. And here's the stupid part on his end. He has not apologized for this. Entercom and uh, and WEI released a joint statement saying that he has suspended indefinitely. He has not apologized. Tom Brady said that he hopes he's not fired. And he has yet to write a public apology. 
Now, look, public apologies, I've said my, my thing about that, but everyone, when they make a mistake like the way they have, people have come out and have at least written some sort of an apology tweet. Alex has been silent. For a guy who opens his mouth, bites off more than he can chew, and just rambles on and on and starts attacking people with absolutely no consideration as to their feelings, all of a sudden he's silent. People are lighting him up on Twitter. He removed his email address from his Twitter bio, then he put it back. Uh, He changed his full name on his Facebook, which I think is comical, and he made his Instagram private. Uh, look, this guy's, um, this guy's doing some cowardly things. He's attacking a five-year-old. Now he's getting like this stampede whiplash on Twitter and he absolutely deserves it. I don't like to say that that about people. I really don't. And listen, I hope he keeps his job. I, I will never wish unemployment on anybody. Uh, NFL coaches, NBA coaches, those are different. Those guys, those are guys making millions of dollars. You, you just want to change there. Listen, I've worked in radio part-time like Alex is right now. It is not a lot of money. It's not. And I hope Alex has another source of income uh, because I don't know how long he's going to be suspended for. People are not going to be forgetting about this anytime soon. And if he does come back to the radio station, uh, first of all, he needs to pray to whoever that he believes in and just be thankful for it every day. Secondly... The radio station is going to get a lot of backlash if he ever comes back. So I don't know, like, how do you even move forward with this? How, how do you even make this work after a third strike, by the way? So this is just a very, and listen, uh, Alex Dreamer has nobody to blame but himself. And look, I know, he, I mentioned earlier, I know he's listening to this. I know he's made references. He's suspended. He has nothing better to do. Uh, I hope for his sake he's not listening all the way at this point, because if he is, he knows he's been exposed for the coward that he is. It's a cowardly act. It's a horrible thing. You attack the five-year-old, and again, I never encourage people to get attacked or to just get all these uh, verbal assaults on Twitter, but you deserve it. He absolutely deserves it. You attacked a child. What did did she ever do to you? By the way, I loved episode three of Tom vs. Time where... She runs up to Tom Brady, and Tom Brady just gives her a big hug. I guarantee you that was some sort of an editing uh, move uh, just to take a shot at Alex Dreamer because he deserves it right now. He deserves it. There are a lot of people who say ridiculous things. I don't wish them to get like a verbal assault from, from, uh, from the public. But when you attack a child and you call her an annoying little pissant, like really pissant? Like that's great. Your 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 addiction is is superb, I guess. So you're gonna use that to attack a five year old. What's the logic in this? Like I want to know from him. What is the logic in attacking a child the way you did? What 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 reason did you have for that? You couldn't comment on anything else. You had to start with that. I mean, sure. Say she was being loud and was trying to get her dad's attention. Fine. <laughs> Like, this wouldn't even be a story if you could at least have been a little bit considerate of that. I mean, think of if he was... Let me just turn the tables. Look at all the ways Alex is being attacked right now. He's 24, but with this massive nationwide assault that he's getting, don't you think his parents are just... Super sensitive and upset right now. The, one of the WEI hosts even said, Alex called me almost crying. So you know he's down. But he deserves to be kicked. Um, I would not say this for any other situation. And listen, I, we can disagree on so many things. 
But when you attack a child, uh, there's no there's no disagreeing on this. I, I, I regardless of your political standpoint, I never understood people at- attacking Donald Trump's son. Never. I didn't. I, I don't see the logic in that. I don't see what he ever did to those people. I've never been supportive of that. So uh, all of these uh, critical comments Alex is getting, he deserves. And uh, this guy's attacked me several times. So I'll be honest. Personally, I got a lot of satisfaction seeing this guy get what he deserved. Uh, When I first heard a story about Tom Brady walking out, I just heard this. And then I heard his name and I laughed. I I, I was in shock. Couldn't believe it was him. Um... You know, let me just give you guys a quick idea of who he is. Because people are saying, oh, he's a good kid. He made a mistake. He's not a good person at all. Uh, I used to be Facebook friends with him. And yeah, back in back in the day with Facebook, you used to be able to see people write on other people's wall or timeline. Or or if they started a Facebook group. Alex started a, fa- a hateful Facebook group attacking a high school teacher from his school. And all of his classmates lit him up. And they threatened to show that page to that teacher and I just remember Alex one day attacking me for no reason and I brought it up to him I go is this really who you are just attacking people out of nowhere and making Facebook pages of of teachers that you're just bashing on Facebook and his response was well thanks for scanning my Facebook yeah that's the only response you have because you got called out for your cowardly act Uh, again uh, I don't support it when uh, people are upset when they are in tears as WEEI hosts have said, but WEEI hosts have not held their punches back. Uh, if this was like an eight versus one UFC fight, oh boy. Like Alex Rumor is suffering all sorts of injuries from these eight guys. Like we're talking that kind of reaction from these hosts. Because listen to this for WEEI. They're at Super Bowl uh, Radio Row. At, at Minnesota, and a lot of them are getting the stink eye because WEEI is now known as that station because of one person, and that one person is Alex Reamer. Congratulations! Uh, he was desperate for attention, he needed it, so he attacked a five year old. In uh, response to that, he got attacked by the world, and he deserves it, he deserves every bit of it. Uh, death threats, I don't, I, I never condone those. I have seen him get those. I do not condone any of that. Uh, if you want to just attack him personally for what he did, that I, uh, I look, he had it coming. And I, listen, I don't want him to get fired. I, as I said earlier, I, I will never wish unemployment on anyone, especially part-time radio. Uh, I have worked in part-time radio. It is not fun when it comes to your paychecks. Um, but I can't say I would feel bad if, uh, if he got fired. Uh, quite honestly, I, I I don't know how you even could move forward considering this is his third strike. So for those of you listening, use this as a learning tool. If you want to be in sports media, understand that there is a line. Do not cross that line ever. Number two, if you are a parent, use this as a bullying example. Alex Reamer is a bully. He's always been a bully. And he deserves... To be exposed. And now he has been. And I think as parents. You should use Alex Dreamer as an example for bullying. And what your children should not be. That's who Alex Dreamer is. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Everyone from 
Sirius XM, ESPN, Fox Sports, his own colleagues, uh, p- people here in Kansas City, local radio, Barstool Sports, everybody has assaulted this guy, verbally, of course. Um, he deserves it. Uh, and you know what they say about karma? Alex got what was coming. And look, as someone who knows him a little bit and some of the beef that he and I have, uh, I don't feel bad. I don't. Uh, if I ever made a comment like this, which I never will because I think twice before I speak. And look, I've criticized Andy Reid many times. I've criticized Alex Smith many times. I've never attacked them personally. I've never attacked Alex Smith's family. I was critical of his wife for what she had said once on Twitter. And that was fair game because it was a football-related subject. Andy Reid, I, I mean, there are people out there who make fun of uh, Andy Reid's weight or Alex Smith's wife or children and those are uh horrible you're, you're you're a coward if you do that um keep for those who want to be in this industry in sports media stick to the sport do not ever bring up someone's family member that is personal alex Reamer did not follow that rule i don't know what college he went to that he might have missed out on this information. Even if you don't go to college for this. This is just common sense here. This is common sense folks. But uh. Boy. Uh, I, I I hope he. He's not talking on Twitter. He's too scared to say anything now. This guy went from being brash and, and mouthful. To silent and burying his head in the sand. Uh, too scared to even say anything now. Shame on him. Shame on Alex Reamer. This guy is the John Jones of sports media. He's got a lot of talent. He, he was on Jay Leno. And he, he's really talented too. But he does have. A columnist who co- uh, co-hosts a podcast with him. Um, two outs. I, I mentioned earlier. He wrote in his column that Alex only sees thorns. He doesn't see roses. So in other words. Alex always has to complain about stories. If, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl for a sixth time. Alex Reamer's complaining about something folks. Uh. But man, uh, uh, he is the John Jones of sports media, though. This is a guy, John Jones, who has who 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 was unbeaten. He was disqualified in his only loss, and the only person he's beaten is himself. Alex Reamer is in a top five sports market, working part time, and can easily build his way up without having to move out. Uh. But man, he is just shooting himself in the foot the same way John Jones has. With the DUI, the, the steroids, John Jones has done. Alex Reamer has essentially done similar things to himself, hurting himself and his career. Uh, like I said, I thought pissant was something about urinating on ant. Uh, it turns out it means someone of insignificance. But I think now, uh, Merriam Whipster got on, Merriam Whipster, excuse me, they got on this on Twitter, which I thought was comical. Uh, but. Uh, I guess pissant, another definition for that could be as for the person who made this word famous, urinating on your own career. That's what Alex Reamer could possibly have done. And if that's not the case, oh boy, you better thank your boss and Tom Brady and everyone. Tom Brady's word is going to hold a lot of weight here. And for him to say that he hopes he's not fired, oh boy, Tom Brady's a classy, classy guy. Gotta like him. That'll do it for this episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. I'm Farzi Vasugan. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. I mentioned on Facebook, I had lost 37 pounds. I showed you guys a before and after picture 
lots of you guys loved it. I'm going to share my story in great detail next week. Next week, we're going to have two podcasts. We're going to recap the Super Bowl on Tuesday. Or excuse me, Monday rather. Monday, we'll have the Super Bowl recap. On Thursday, we will have an off-season preview. We'll recap the NFL season, the Chiefs season one more time. And the outlook. We'll also talk about Pat Mahomes next week and what this really means for him now that he's the main guy under center. And like I said, on Thursday, uh, I do want to share with you guys in great detail about my weight loss. A lot of you guys give me great comments. Lots of you guys have questions. Uh, A lot of you guys want to know how I did it. I'm going to share that. If you guys are looking for inspiration on how to lose weight, I'll tell you what to do. People are asking for money and asking for these ridiculous workouts to do. Uh, I'll tell you guys the real secret, and I'm not going to charge you any money for that. February 8th, at the end of the podcast, I will go in great detail for those who want to know and want to stick around. If not, you can hit pause and just sign out for that podcast uh, from that point. Uh, but I'll teach you. I'll let you guys know what you need to do to shred some weight because I've done it. I feel great, and it's awesome, and I want to help other people do it as well if they wish to do so. I'll talk about that next week. Two podcasts next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Talk to you then. Be nice to five-year-olds.